As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, I'm delighted to welcome you to these Advent services at the start of the new church year. Advent is the season during which we prepare ourselves for the coming of Christ at Christmas. Next Sunday evening, on the 6th of December, we shall be holding our annual Advent carol service. These online acts of worship include readings, prayers and sermons that have been newly recorded, together with congregational hymns and choir items drawn from our extensive archive of recorded music. I shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, and so please join your prayers with mine. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said, what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake.
be with you. A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this Advent Sunday. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. A prayer as we light the first of our Advent candles. We light these Advent candles to remind us of those who prepared for the coming of Christ, the patriarchs, the prophets, John the Baptist and the Virgin Mary. As we remember them, Lord God, help us to prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and to open our hearts to receive him. Sovereign Lord, you called the patriarchs to live by the light of faith and to journey in the hope of your promised fulfillment. May we be obedient to your call and be ready and watchful to receive Jesus Christ, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Blessed be God forever. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness, and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen.
Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and to put on the armour of light now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to us in great humility, that on the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah, chapter 64, beginning at the first verse. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, as when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any god besides you, who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry, and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity for ever. Now consider, we are all your people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, beginning at the third verse. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus said, In those days the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, When you see these things taking place, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, 
but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The theological college where I trained for the ordained ministry was a large Victorian edifice full of the portraits and images of the clerical founders and former principals of its illustrious past, including in the college library the statue of one Henry Major. And students being students, this particular statue had a habit of moving around the college, particularly after college feast nights when the alcohol had flowed rather more freely than usual. Indeed, I vividly remember leading worship in the college chapel early one morning when I happened to glance up towards the gallery at the back. I was startled to see the bust of Henry Major, clad in aviator helmet and goggles, looking solemnly down at me. Anyway, picture the scene. It was the end of my very first term at the college, and almost all the students and staff had already left for the Christmas vacation. For reasons that I can't now remember, I had had to stay on because I had a tutorial on that final afternoon with a staff member whose study was at the far end of the college. I duly turned up for the appointment, we had our meeting, and I then set off to return to my room through what was a bit of a maze of corridors and staircases. By this time in the late afternoon, it was dark. It was extremely dark. And in those days, before illuminated exit signs became a health and safety requirement, I couldn't see a thing. I made various attempts to locate a light switch, but without success. And rather than lose face by returning to my tutor's office and pathetically asking for help, I decided that the only thing to do was to be intrepid and to stride forth, or rather stumble forth, into the darkness. As I suspect most of you will know, it can be a strangely disorientating experience to try to walk through a building in pitch darkness, even when you're in familiar surroundings. And as I stumbled along, I quickly realised that I didn't actually know this wing of the college very well at all. The corridor I was in 
seemed full of twists and turns and had unexpected alcoves and doorways and steps that I couldn't remember seeing before. As I fumbled my way forward, I heard behind me from some distance away the sound of an external door closing, at which point I realised that my tutor must have left the building, which meant that I was there completely alone. It can be somewhat unnerving to discover quite how helpless you can feel when you are alone and in the dark, even in a context where, in any other circumstances, you would have felt perfectly safe. Apart from anything else, you have absolutely no idea what might be lurking around the next corner. And for me, what did turn out to be lurking around the next corner almost gave me heart failure, because I turned left and walked straight into an unknown human being who had clearly been lying in wait. I had the shock of my life. However, having almost died of fright, I suddenly realised that it was, in fact, yes, you've guessed it, the statue of Henry Major, this time dressed up in a surplus and clerical beretta. I remain convinced that I aged about 15 years in that split second. Anyway, having recovered from the shock, there was nothing for it but to keep going, and to my utter relief, as I rounded the next corner, I could see a glimmer of light ahead of me, around a door that was a fraction open. That was all I needed. With immense joy and delight, I made it to that door, which opened onto a fully lit and very familiar corridor. At last I knew where I was and I could see where I was going. Everything was absolutely fine. And I then realised, of course, that in fact there had been nothing to be afraid of in the first place. It just didn't feel like that when I was alone and afraid and unsure of where I was or where I was heading. It was quite chastening to have had to face just how close below the surface such fears were for me. Our relationship with darkness is actually quite a complex one, because at one level we need it. We need the embrace of darkness to be able to sleep, to have that nightly time of deep rest that is not only relaxing and restorative and brings untold benefits to our health, but which is also the time during which we grow. Ours is a world of neon lights. I live in Fleet Street, in a city that never sleeps. And ours is also a society suffering from the dire effects of chronic sleep deprivation. Little wonder that that is the case. And the importance of darkness can be seen on a spiritual level as well. In her 2014 book, Learning to Walk in the Dark, Barbara Brown Taylor writes this. I have learnt things in the dark that I could never have learnt in the light, things that have saved my life over and over again so that there is really only one logical conclusion. I need darkness as much as I need light.
reflecting upon the writings of the 16th century Christian mystic, St John of the Cross, who famously wrote about the dark night of the soul, Barbara Brown Taylor says this. The dark is God's best gift to you, intended for your liberation. It is about freeing you from your ideas about God, your fears about God, your attachment to all the benefits you have been promised for believing in God, your devotion to the spiritual practices that are supposed to make you feel closer to God, your dedication to doing and believing all the right things about God, your positive and negative evaluations of yourself as a believer in God, your tactics for manipulating God, and your sure cures for doubting God, all of which are substitutes for the real, the living God, whom we encounter in those times of deep darkness, precisely because it is in darkness that all such seductive distractions and delusions are finally stripped away. Advent is the season of the Christian year in which we are invited to explore darkness, the darkness of our world, the darkness within our own lives, and the darkness within our hearts. And 2020 has been a pretty dark year for many of us. It takes immense courage to be prepared to engage with such difficult and dark themes. And yet, if we do so, we shall find that it is there, in the very darkness, that not only can we discover new things about ourselves and about God, but also that it is there that we grow. And Advent is also the season of preparation for the coming of the light of Christ. When that light comes, it is a glimmer, hidden away from general view, the glimpse of a tiny child born in a stable. And yet, just as all that I needed was that fragment of light from a half-open door to gladden my heart and realise that all would be fine, so too it is that little fragment of hope that comes to us at Christmas that gives us all the comfort and consolation that we need to pass through the encircling darkness into the light. I shall close by reading an extract from a poem of blessing in praise of light by the wonderful priest and writer John O'Donoghue, in which he also recognises the strange ways in which darkness can also in itself be a gift. He wrote this. Light cannot see inside things. That is what darkness is for. Minding the interior, nurturing the draw of growth through places where death, in its own way, turns into life. In the glare of neon times, let our eyes not be worn by surfaces that shine with hunger made attractive that our thoughts may be true light, finding their way into words which have the weight of shadow to hold the layers of truth. 
that we never place our trust into minds claimed by empty light, where one-sided certainties are driven by false desire. When we look into the heart, may our eyes have the kindness and reverence of candlelight. And when we come to search for God, let us first be robed in night. Put on the mind of morning to feel the rush of light spread slowly inside the colour and stillness of a found world. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we watch and wait for your dawning kingdom. Teach us to walk in the way of your Son and gladden the hearts of your people. Gladden the hearts of your church throughout the world. Of the church in Portugal and Finland, who we pray for today, of the church in this diocese and Sarah our bishop, of this parish and Alison and Jeff. And especially this weekend, we celebrate with joy the golden wedding anniversary of Pamela and Edward Bevin. Keep us ever watchful, prepared for your call to new service and greater witness. Lord Jesus, help us to reveal your glory and show your grace and your goodness in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gladden the hearts, Lord, of the nations of the world. Watch over those countries facing an uncertain future. Ethiopia, Syria, Palestine and Israel. As we leave lockdown, come to the governments of the world that they may govern wisely and responsibly and watch over those seeking to bring peace and goodwill to all. Lord, in your mercy. Lord Jesus, watch over those who are ill, or who have asked for our prayers, 
for their carers and their families, especially those we cannot be with during this time. Lord Jesus, be with those whose suffering holds them in the agony of the moment and bring them to the vision of the time where there shall be no more pain or sorrow. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord, we watch and wait for your coming in glory. Preserve us at the hour of death. Watch over those we know, and those known only to you, who have died or are close to death. Lord Jesus, we rejoice with them in the gift of eternal life and love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We watch and wait in the knowledge that you are with us this Advent. As we begin a new church year, let us give thanks that you have made us, that you love us, and that you come to us. Lord Jesus, help us to give our lives, our love, and ourselves to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We offer our prayers. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was long promised, came in humility, and will come again in glory. Merciful Father, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the sake, for the of, sake your of thy Son, our, our Saviour Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Will you please stand? In the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high shall break upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because you sent him to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us inheritors of everlasting life that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may with joy behold his appearing, and in confidence may stand before him. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us.
Let us pray. O Lord our God, make us watchful and keep us faithful as we await the coming of your Son, our Lord, that when he shall appear, he may not find us sleeping in sin, but active in his service and joyful in his praise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you. Scatter the darkness from before your path and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.